Well, in Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review for the week ending March the 7th, we told you this week that the Georgia Department of Agriculture had reported a case of the porcine epidemic diarrhea virus, or PEDV, in the state. Georgia State Veterinarian Dr. Robert Cobb had this message for hog producers and those who have show hogs in the state. My message would be to uh, observe your animals very carefully, and if you have any evidence or symptoms that show uh, that would be uh, consistent with PED, such as off-feed even, or or vomiting, diarrhea, um, or increased mortality, then uh, you need to contact your private veterinarian immediately, and you need to report that to the Georgia Department of Agriculture. This is a reportable disease, and it is important that we get as quick a handle on this as we can if you're showing symptoms. They need to be sure to increase their biosecurity. I would recommend that they try to limit their uh, animals and their own exposure to anything related to swine. Be sure to uh, disinfect and clean trailers, vehicles, equipment, anything that might be associated with their pigs. This is a serious disease that can cause a great deal of loss of production and mortality in our Georgia swine herd. Our commercial swine producers are very much cognizant of biosecurity and they are increasing their biosecurity in addition. We have a large number of uh, transitional type swine, which are swine raised in the outside, which is not confined. And because of this, we're concerned with this PED being able to spread more readily. So I guess the bottom line is I would like for everybody associated with swine production our markets, our producers, our commercial producers, everybody to please let's all work together to try to limit the exposure of this virus to our our Georgia swine herd and hopefully we will be able to contain it and reduce any kinds of mortality. We will keep you up to date on this story, but at last count, the Georgia Department of Agriculture was reporting seven positive samples of the pet virus found in the state. Well, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association will be holding their annual legislative conference in Washington, D.C., March 24th through 26th. Colin Woodall, NCBA's Vice President of Government Affairs, says this will be an extremely important meeting. Because this is the opportunity to bring cattle producers to Washington, D.C., to comb the hill, to engage with policymakers, both on the legislative and regulatory side of Washington, and to make sure that their voices are being heard. Some of our top issues, of course, leading the list is our engagement on dietary guidelines. This is still a concern for us as we look at the recommendations that have come out, but we still know that there's a lot of steps yet to take before the final guidelines will come out at the end of this year. So it's going to be a great opportunity for our producers to talk to members of Congress about their concerns. And, of course, one of the biggest issues that we have faced and one that will continue to be a problem for us is the Waters United States proposal out of EPA. We know that that will continue to be a push by the administrator to move that thing forward, and really the only opportunity we're going to have to kill it is going to be congressional action. So this is going to be a great opportunity for cattle producers to really show the concern with this rule and to urge them to step up and shoot down EPA uh, before they can finalize this particular WOTUS proposal. And Woodall talks about the importance of producer involvement on the Hill. You know, when we're up on Capitol Hill visiting with these members of Congress and their staff and we talk about issues, without fail, they always want to know, where are my producers back home? 
This is the opportunity for the producers from back home to come to Washington to talk one-on-one with the members of Congress and their staff and to make sure that they truly understand that everything that happens in Washington, D.C. has an impact on a grassroots cattle producer. That is why this meeting is so important. That's why we are encouraging producers to spend the time and the money to come to town to be a part of this because it has a huge impact on us as an association being able to be successful in all of our policy priorities. NCBA's annual legislative conference again is coming up March 24th through 26th. If you'd like more information, go to beefusa.org. Tyron Spearman reminded farmers this week about a couple of March deadlines that will be coming up. Farmers are reminded to go by the Farm Service Agency. The deadline is approaching. It has been extended, though, to March 31st. March 31st is now the deadline to go by and update your base, farm base, and yield for the new farm bill. March 31st is also the final date to select whether you're going to be in the ARC, Average Revenue Program, or the PLC, Price Loss Coverage. So go by on your FSA and get updated. You have to do the updates. You retain your current yields or update 2008 to 2012. If you do not go by, they'll use the present base on that farm. You can substitute 75% of the simple county average yield per planted acre if you don't have your own numbers. The owner makes the decision on the update. The farmer certifies it at the county office. And base options means that you retain your current base acres or reallocate your base acres for the coming farm bill. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast Agnet. Kathy Isom had information this week concerning the 2015 grocery price forecast. If you noticed a slight increase in your grocery bill last year, then you won't be surprised to find out that analysts are predicting a very similar food price forecast for 2015. Last year, we saw our food prices rise in this land of ours by about 2% overall. And in 2015, we're expecting grocery store prices to rise 2 to 3%. That's USDA economist Anne-Marie Coons, who says most of the noticeable price hikes this year will be happening to the same products as last year, and a lot of those items that are found around the perimeter of the store. Some of the meats produce that we'll see slightly higher than average inflation than a lot of the goods within the center aisle. So the non-perishable goods, cereals, bakery products, sugars and sweets, and non-alcoholic beverages. And there's no surprise that those backyard barbecue dinners will be a little more pricey this year. Beef lovers are already paying 19% more at the same time than a year ago. So what's expected this year? We are forecasting beef and veal prices to rise 5 to 6%. And pork is also expected to rise 1.5 to 2.5%, while dairy products jump up to about 25 to 3%. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. And we wrap up this week's podcast with Everett Griner talking about how avocados are attracting attention. Farmers are always on the lookout for a new way to increase production, or in some cases even a new crop that has potential. Blueberries and olives in the southeast coastal plains region is a very good example. Citrus fruit in southeast Alabama seems to be on the rise. Here's a new one. Avocados. Most of the avocados consumed in this country come from Mexico or some Central American country. But here's what's attracting attention in some places right here at home. We're consuming three times as many avocados today as we did ten years ago. Not just here in the U.S., that increase is taking place all over the world. Right now, demand exceeds supply. Avocado farmers are simply not keeping up with consumption. This might catch the attention of some farmers here at home. It's possible. Avocados? I never tasted one. That's Ag Review for today. 
Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet. You can hear those reports and more from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.